Welcome back to Dwight Explains the Bible, Season 2. Abortion, abortion, abortions. Today we're going to be talking about two main things. The first one is going to be that every Christian should be having abortions. And the second thing that we're talking about is how the racist white Christian started the whole abortion push. So, starting off, I don't really think that the Christians really believe all the bullshit that they spew. Jesus loves you. Jesus saves. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Heaven it is an eternal bliss. But if you mess up, you go to hell, which is an eternal torture or eternal torment. Do they really believe this? I don't think so. So let's look at their stupid claims. What happens to the soul or spirit of a child who is aborted? Well, let's look at other times in the Bible and look at the response of the Christians when babies are killed in the Bible. If we talk about the flood, where God killed every person on earth except for Noah and his family, so that includes all the babies, pregnant mothers, just everybody. They all died. Well, a lot of Christians will talk about the age of accountability, which means all the kids went to heaven. Great. So aborted babies go to heaven. When God sent his people to kill the Amalekites, kill the men, the women, the children, the infants, and suckling, well, they went to heaven. Great. When God killed the firstborns of Egypt, he killed innocent babies because he was mad at the Pharaoh. Instead of killing the Pharaoh, he kills innocent babies. Well, those babies go to heaven. That's what all the Christians say, right? That's their only saving grace for such a monstrous act, is that those babies get to go to heaven. It's okay that babies die. They go to heaven. I'm fine with God killing babies. I'm fine with God telling me to kill babies. They go to heaven. Okay, great. So you think that babies who die go to heaven. So if you have an abortion, those babies go to heaven. That's exactly how that line of logic would naturally play out. If the child had no control over their life and it was ended, they would go to heaven. So an abortion sends babies straight to heaven. So what happens if you don't have an abortion? Well, then the child gets born, he lives on earth, and he might end up going to hell. So he might get tortured for all of eternity. As a loving parent, do you want your child to be tortured for an eternity? Really? Well, they can choose heaven or hell, right? Well, why would you want them to make that choice? Why would you want hell to be a choice that they could make? Wouldn't you want them to have eternal happiness? What if the child ended up like me, right? I was raised in a Christian household. According to the Bible and scripture and church teachings, I'm going to hell. Because again, what is choice? What exactly is choosing God? You choose to believe. How can you choose to believe in something? I can't believe that the moon is made out of cheese. I need evidence to back up my belief. So if I can't 
believe that a God exists, then I can't choose God. So according to the Christian narrative, I'm going to hell because I didn't choose God. My childhood indoctrination was not strong enough. I ended up questioning my beliefs. I ended up using critical thinking and determined that I didn't have enough justification to hold this belief. So thanks to my mom not aborting me, now I'm going to spend eternity in hell. Thanks, mom. My mom could have easily made a decision that would guarantee that I go to heaven. But instead, she's going to send me to hell. She's going to allow me to take a pathway to hell. You know, our parents say that they love us, but they're going to risk 80 years of living on earth against an eternity. 80 years versus an eternity. Which one of those sounds like you need to be focused on? You want to focus on eternity. So if the 80 years might end you up, uh, end up with you going to hell, maybe you should skip the 80 years and go straight to the eternity. That's the right decision. Unless you don't actually believe that. Unless you don't believe in heaven. You don't believe that there's life after this life. If you are so sure that there's life after this life and your choices are either happiness or torture, then you should be doing everything you can to make sure they go to the happy place. You should make sure that you are making heaven a slam dunk for the people. So now, where I'm at in life, since I, it's too late for an abortion, and if I died right now, I go to hell. So the only option I have of going to heaven is for somebody to give me solid, factual evidence proving that, number one, there's a God. Number two, there's a heaven. Number three, the Bible accurately depicts God and his desires and wants. So if I can't get those things then there's no way I'm going to heaven. I'm not going to follow something just in case. That's Pascal's wager. Well, what if, I mean, why not? Just just pretend to believe. Just try to do it. Because what if you're wrong, right? Well, what if you're wrong about the Quran and Allah? Allah, I said that weird, but Allah and Muslims and Islam, right? What if you're wrong about that? What if you're wrong about the Norse paganism? What if you're wrong about vampires? Do you wear a thing of garlic around your neck? So even the Christians don't believe in Pascal's wager, the what if you're wrong. They don't believe in that because they only believe they're right. But they won't give you the honest time of day to question their own beliefs. If there is actually a God and it happens to not be the God of the Bible, then you're probably pissing him off. By following the God of the Bible. You're pissing off the real God by following the God of the Bible. What if you're wrong and you end up going to hell? What if you go to the hell of a different God because you followed the wrong God? So as an atheist, I don't believe in any gods. I just try to be good to people. I try to help people. I try to look out for people. If there is a God out there and he cares how you behave and he wants you to behave good and helpful, then I have nothing to worry about. 
But if the God of the Bible is the correct God, and you have to have Jesus, and you have to have faith, and you, ha you know, then okay, great. Well, then your loving God is just going to let me burn in hell forever. And if the parent can't provide that evidence for their kids, if they can't provide that level of assurance that their kid is going to get into heaven, then they've just created a problem. They've just created somebody that they know is going to end up going to hell, or they're pretty sure. If that kid turns out to be smart, you know, my, my mom was really big on us getting an education. Great. Well, I got educated. I started to use my critical thinking. Now I'm, I'm going to hell. Thanks, mom. So if you're a Christian and you actually believe the things you say, then the safest option is to have an abortion. Otherwise, you're bearing a child that could go to hell and be tortured forever. I had this conversation with my neighbor. She's an elderly lady, but she actually she enjoys uh, listening to me. She's a, a very light-believing Christian. Um, she kind of believes it. She says she's a Christian, but she's not rock solid on it. Um, but her biggest thing is that her biggest objection to what I was saying is that she wanted her children to live in this earth. And I said, well, great. That's what you want. That's kind of selfish, isn't it? Shouldn't you as a parent be concerned with their eternal life? You're saying you want their 80 years and your want for their 80 years is more important than their eternal life. Now, I'm, I'm very polite with my neighbor, so I'm not like this abrasive with her. We're smiling, joking, and whatever. But anyway, so that was her only objection is that she wanted them to live on this earth. But the Bible says to care not for matters of this earth. Your focus should be on heavenly things, on things of the Father, things of the kingdom. Don't worry about little things on earth. Why would you gamble with my eternal life? Why would you gamble with my soul? If you think that bringing me into this world knowing that I might spend an eternity being tortured, forever being tormented, and you think that's love? I don't want your love. Not interested. The love of the God of the Bible? No thank you. Not interested. If my mom loved me and she worried about my eternal life because she loves me, she should have gotten an abortion. Now I'm just out here doing Satan's work. I'm deceiving people, right? That's ridiculous. Because I wanted to use my brain. She told me to get an education. Now I'm very educated. Thank you very much. And I don't believe in your silly God. So now what you pretend to believe is that I'm going to go to hell. So then we look at the basic reason. Why won't the Christians do more abortions because they say they're pro-life. Well, are they pro-life or are they pro-choice? Let's look at the Bible. God killed everyone in the flood, right? Is that okay with you? If you're okay with those babies dying, then you're no longer pro-life. God killed the, the innocent babies when he was mad at the Pharaoh. Are you okay with that? Then you're no longer pro-life. You're pro-choice. You've just given that choice to God. But you are pro-choice. You think in some circumstances that it's okay to kill babies. So Christians aren't even pro-life the way they say. They're just ignorant 
to what that means. They're ignorant to what they're saying. They don't stop and think before they talk. They don't stop and think before they do things. They just blurt stuff out. They just uh, re regurgitate the propaganda that the pastors are teaching. None of it is true. Every single thing that a pastor says is incorrect. So let's move on to part two of this podcast, and let's talk about the racist-ass white evangelical Christians who were trying to keep the school segregated. More music. Here we go. Racist-ass Christians. Let's go. So, in the 1970s, the evangelicals were trying to push um, a conservative view where they wanted to keep the schools segregated. They wanted, they didn't want the black children to be in the same school as the white children. Before this movement, in one of the, the bigger magazines or publications called Christianity Today, and I think it was in 1968, there was an issue um, that, that was put out, and there was different quotes from the founder and the successor that both said, that it's not a child until it's born. In the stomach, it's not a child. They all believed that it's up to the mother, that if the mother doesn't want it, if it's going to be somehow deformed or defective or a problem to the mother's mental health, they don't like it. That's exactly what the Jews thought. The Jews are people from the Old Testament, right? Muslims think abortion should be okay. Abortion is okay with every religion that I've met, but the modern Christians have bastardized what the actual Bible says, because surprisingly, they don't read the Bible. The founder of another publication called Focus on the Family said in 1973 that the Bible is silent on the, the topic of abortion, on whether or not a mother should have an abortion or not. Roe v. Wade is just to protect white America. I'm going to tie all this information together really quick, really fast for you in just a minute. Let me throw out some more information. So in 1954, Brown versus Board of Education, Civil Rights Act of 64, and Green versus Connolly in 71. They basically all upheld that if you are tax exempt and you're a public, publicly offered school, you can't have any laws of segregation. So the first year that schools were publicly mixed, where segregation was done away with, was 1969. In 68, there were 771 students that went to uh, a certain school or school district. In 1969, the first year that segregation was uh, canceled, only 28 white students went to that school. The next year, zero. White people did not want to be in school with black people. However, because of the Civil Rights Act and all these things going on, a lot of people didn't want to speak out about segregation, or maybe they started to change their minds a bit. So, there was a political movement, uh, a push, where the, the evangelicals finally decided they wanted to step their foot into the political ring and they tried to push segregation, but they couldn't get people to back them up. So what they could do is they could push abortion. So they decided to use abortion as their rallying cry to get people to support them 
so then they could do all these other things. So they would get you interested in their cause by telling you we're going to protect abortion, which nobody cared about except for the Catholics. Um, nobody really cared about it in, like in the, up into the 70s except the Catholics. And then all of a sudden here comes a group, they're pushing it. So now people are getting involved. So you're going to help support this, uh, this political group, the lobbyists. So now you're going to help promote them. You're going to help fund them. You're going to give them money. So once they're out there, they can do these other things like keep the school segregated. That was the whole purpose of the abortion push. The reason abortion became a hot topic is because of racist Christians. So then when we look at the Christians who today say they support uh, or they, they don't support abortions, right? They, they use the Bible for justifications. They say, well, it says in the Bible, and then they're going to quote the Old Testament where God says he knew Jeremiah in the womb and he knew David in the womb and stuff like that. But that's the Old Testament. And I thought, well, that's the Old Testament. God commanded people to kill everyone. Well, that's the Old Testament. Okay, so are we listening to the Old Testament or not? Either way, let's look at it in context. David and Jeremiah were both prophets. They were called to be special people. So, of course, they're being talked about because God knew them. But the Bible itself doesn't say it's a child before it's born. The Bible specifically says... Uh, specifically talks about first breath. The Old Testament is the Jewish text, right? They have more than just the Old Testament, but that's that's basically like the the Jewish scriptures is the Old Testament. They don't they don't think abortion is wrong. They think it's the duty of the mother to get an abortion in many situations, including mental health. If you had an affair with somebody. If you had an affair and you got pregnant, that would bring shame to you and your family, so you should get an abortion. That's what the Jews believe. So why are you going to take the Jews' book and take it out of context to push your racist Christian narrative? So that's all I think for this episode. If you're a Christian and you love your kid, you should abort them. And if you are against abortion because of your biblical views, then you're supporting white racist Americans. Congratulations. You should feel proud of yourself.